the we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pound. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. The Exxon Radio Show is heard on radio broadcast affiliates worldwide, including AM 580 CFRA in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada, WPUL AM 1590 in Daytona Beach, Florida, KOHI AM 1610 in St. Helens, Oregon, KHRO AM 1150 in El Paso, Texas. And for more information on becoming a professional broadcast affiliate of the Exxon Radio Show, visit www.xzbn.net or call toll-free worldwide 1-800-610-7035. The Exxon Radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the X-Zone radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. All Hit Radio To the X Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Spend all your time waiting for that second chance for a break that would make. Always some reason to feel not good enough And it's hard at the end of the day I need some distraction Back to the Exxon. My name is Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the Talkstar Radio Network, Exxon Broadcast Network, UK High Definition Radio, Euro High Definition Radio, Star Cable, and Ustream TV. 1 800 610 7035 is our toll free number. Email exxon at exxonradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, exxonradio at hotmail.com. And our website, www.exoneradiotv.com. My guest this hour is Mary Ellen. She's known as the Angel Scribe. 
Now, Mary Ellen is the author of the best-selling books, Expect Miracles and A Christmas Filled with Miracles, and creator of the highly popular Online Angels and Miracles newsletter. Mary Ellen reminds us that miracles are waiting to be claimed and that there are three steps to manifesting miracles in your life. Number one, set the intention to be a vehicle for having miracles move through you, touching the lives of others. Number two, let God and the angels know you are willing. And number three, show up. Miracles do not often look like what you think they will, though. Miracles are often disguised as acts of kindness, and you may be an answer to someone else's prayers. She has two free inspirational online newsletters, Angels and Miracles, and her highly popular pet newspaper column, Pet Tips and Tales, she resides in Cottage Grove, Oregon with her husband and their famous swimming silver Persian cats. Joining me now is Mary Ellen. Great having you with us, my dear. Hello, Rob. Now, uh, when did you first get inspired or when did your work with angels begin? Well, I didn't realize I was having miracles because they happen so often mm-hmm. and um when I was living on Vancouver Island, I had a dream that had upset me, and um, I never realized it was a miracle until 25 years later when I called Della, who was involved. But anyway, she was an Aboriginal. She lived on the Indian Reservation. Mm-hmm. And the dream upset me so much that it was the very first time I went down there, and it went at 8 o'clock in the morning. And I had to ask around where her house was, and people pointed to her home, and I knocked on her door, not knowing what I was doing there, just bothered by this dream. I wanted to check on her. And um, she reaches to the door, grabs my hand, said, oh, good, you're here. I reaches over, grabs her purse, and says, we're going. I had no idea where we're going. And then in the car, she told me that their shaker minister had taken um, ill and got into a coma. He was very young. He was 43 years of age. And uh, he was at the hospital, and everybody there kept saying if she could only get to the hospital... But she didn't have a ride. All right, Um, you stand by. We're going to have a little bit of a cliffhanger here. Mary Ellen is our very special guest. She's the angel scribe exonation. It's going to be a fascinating, heart-touching hour here on the Exxon. And this is all we want to do each and every night, is to touch one person's heart. Make a positive difference in one person's life. My name is Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon. We'll be back in two minutes. Don't go away. In the Bearing the burden of a secret storm 
Sometimes she wishes she was never born. That is Concrete Angels by Martina McBride. We're talking about angels this hour and miracles here on the Exxon. My name is Rob McConnell. You're listening to us worldwide on the Talkstar Radio Network, Exxon Broadcast Network, UK High Definition Radio, Euro High Definition Radio, Star Cable and Ustream TV. 1-800-610-7035 is toll-free. Email exxon at com. On MSN Messenger, Exxon Radio TV at Hotmail.com, and our website, www.exxonradiotv.com. My guest this hour is Mary Ellen. She's the Angel Scribe. Her website, www.angelscribe.com. Before we went to the commercial break, Mary Ellen, you were telling us uh, about a dream you had. You went to Vancouver Island to see somebody. You, you knocked on their door. They said you're going. You were going to the hospital to see a minister who was 43 who was in the hospital. Yes, and I, I didn't I didn't know what we were doing mm-hmm. there, uh, really. And we walked into the hospital. It was like 8 in the morning. Right. There was aboriginals standing silently down both sides of the entire third floor. Mm-hmm. And she ushered me into a room, and it was Full of people who loved him, and everybody was quiet or silently praying. And this absolutely beautiful man was lying in the bed in a coma, oh, dying, gosh. and nobody knew why. And I still was confused why I was there. But Della said uh, she went up to the uh, elder, and she he said, "What are what are you doing here with her?" Mm-hmm. And um, she said, "Spirit had sent me." And so um, I'd taken a week- weekend reflexology class, and I thought, "Well, he's in a coma." when I was given permission, I pulled yeah. up the sheets of his, uh, on his bed, and I took my little pointy straight thumb, and I thought, well, his big toe stands for brain, and I did like a vice grip three times into his toe, mm-hmm. and this dying man in a coma, sound asleep, sat straight up in bed, yelling in his native language, stop, stop, stop. And you didn't have to tell me to stop. I was already fully stopped, and my eyes were huge. <laughs> and I looked over at Della, covered his feet up. I stepped back. All his friends out in the corridor, must have been 100 or 200 people, rushed into the room, mm-hmm. those that could fit. The ones inside the room rushed out of the room because somebody had lent out, leaned over to the gentleman and said, what happened? And he said he fell off his back porch. It had been slippery, hit his head on a stake, well, then everybody in the room heard the word steak and thought, well, he's been in a coma for several days. He's hungry. So they rushed out to get him a steak as everybody's rushing in. And Della and I, we just skirted out of that room and we left. We had no idea what happened. And it wasn't until I began writing about other miracles that I thought, gee, I wonder what Della's take on that was. So I uh, called her on uh, Vancouver Island and got a hold of her. And uh, she says they're still talking about that day. And t- to me, it was just something that happened. I didn't realize it was a miracle. And I want people to understand miracles don't have to be that dramatic. The other day, uh, my husband and I were driving into Eugene, and I said, I want to pick up, uh, you know, a 36-roll package of toilet paper, mm-hmm. not knowing this would become a miracle. And um, he said, well, why do you want that? We've got lots at home. And I said, well, the lady who's a minister across the street has just taken in two homeless widows who lost their husbands in the last week, and one was 89, and I oh, thought God that would her. be a benefit to their household. Yeah. 
And so we buy it, we come back, and then I proudly carry this great huge package of um, toilet paper over there, ring your doorbell, I'm standing there with a big grin, <laughs> and she opens it, and she says, what are you up to now? And I said, yeah. I thought you could use this. And she said, how did you know we don't have one roll of toilet paper at our church? My goodness. And she said, we have no money, no money to buy any. And there I was standing with a big grin and this roll of toilet paper. So miracles don't have to be life-saving. <laughs> they can be, when you make somebody else's life easier through your kindness. You know, one person's act of kindness is a per- another person's miracle. It's true. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure you've got good examples about that. It happens all the time. Um, the other Oh, a couple months ago, there's this 92-year-old man, and it had been his dream to ride in a fire truck. Mm. And so my husband's captain of the fire department here in town, and uh, somebody had come in and said, can we give Theo a ride on the fire truck for his birthday? And uh, the, the, cap, the chief said, sure. And my husband said, well, Mary Ellen loves photography and knows Theo. She'll come by and take photos. So I went that day and took photos, and he said, because he'd been featured with his six cats in a tips and tails column three or four months earlier, may I have another copy? I said, sure. And I was planning on taking it on Tuesday. But I had an extra copy, so I took it on Monday. And when I knocked on his door, something in the back of my head said, don't lose it. Don't lose this. And I thought, what is that? You know, Why am I supposed to pay attention? And we had a forest fire had blown through town. We were engulfed in smoke, so you could smell it everywhere. His air conditioner was on. It was almost a 100-degree day, and the air conditioner was blowing straight on me out the door. So I thought, well, I can smell a little bit of mold in this apartment, and I can smell dust. And it's, I, I've been to a lot of fires. I took photos for the fire department, and I don't smell electrical fire. What is it I'm supposed to pay attention to? So I stepped out of the way of his air conditioner and went, Theo, do you have natural gas? And he goes, well, yes, I do. I walked right over to the stove, and it had been on since breakfast. Oh, my and this gosh. And it was lunchtime. And this is from a column he'd been in three or four months earlier. Mm-hmm. Me having to meet him that weekend and just knocking on his door. A miracle can be as simple as that. And then a week later, uh, the forest fire smoke blew, blew through town again. Mm-hmm. And, oh, by the way, Theo kept saying, I wonder why I kept falling asleep. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Well, that'll do it. So we, we aired out the house before I left. Mm-hmm. And then a week later, the forest fire smoke blew into town again. I was joking with a friend and said, hey, I wonder whose life I'm going to save today. And uh, there's a lady in town that's um, home-ridden, and she loves reading the, the pet stories. So I said, hey, I'd drop a story by. But then the paper was late, so I said, I'll drop it by tomorrow. So I called her and said what time I'd bring it by. And when I arrived at her um, home, she said, you saved my life. I said, well, that was easy. What, what happened? <laughs> She'd gone into a diabetic coma. Her husband had phoned her, not woke her up. Her sister had phoned her, not woke her up. But my phone call woke her up, and, her, and she woke up, and she was half blind from her blood um, sugar being so low. Son of a gun. So a phone call can save a life, you know, um, and be a miracle in someone else's life. Tell me about your swimming silver Persian cats. I thought oh, cats hated fun. water. <laughs> cats don't like water, but we have a pool in our backyard, uh-huh. and um, we didn't want them to drown. So we took them in each one at a time until they uh, 
they became comfortable with the water, and basically they're, they're running like crazy, and it turns into swimming. And then they glide away beautifully, and then we wanted them to climb out. Most animals drown because they don't know how to get out. The water level drops too far. Mm-hmm. So we wanted them to know where the stairs were. And it's funny, one day I, th- I thought, hey, I wonder how I get on TV when I saw the TV crew going through town doing a sports event. I thought, I'm going to tell them about my swimming cats. So I called them, and they were there the next day, two different stations. And then Reuters News Service showed up. <laughs> they said, somebody from Thailand. And all of a sudden, here's my swimming cats in the Canadian magazine, um, British magazines, French magazines, all over the world. And there's a link on my website. You can watch them swimming. It's kind of cute. But it's to teach people that cats can swim, but mostly how to get out of the pool so they don't drown. Exxon Nation, our special guest this hour is Mary Ellen. She is an angel scribe or the angel scribe. Her website is www.angelscribe.com. Tell me, do you see angels? No, I don't. But if I get really, really quiet, it's like I can hear them. Like the time I lost my cat Camelot on vacation, we were a thousand miles from home and He'd wiggled out of his leash. They weren't made like they are today. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'd spent three days and three nights going around Lake Chelan, going liver, 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 because he used to come to it, but this time he didn't. We covered the entire town, and the last morning at 4 in the morning, I said, Dear God, if you are really out there, if you really exist, please lead me back to my cat. And these invisible hands were placed on my shoulders and put pressure and walk me to the end of the street, and then the right hand put pressure to turn me to the left, and at the end of that block, and I'm running like you're going to catch a bus, Rob. It's right. not just sauntering. the end of that block, the left hand put pressure on me. It sent me up a hill. I hadn't been up. And just then, the sun rose and uh, kind of broke the spell. The hands left, and I thought, well, there's nothing else to do. And I called Camelot, and I heard, meow, and he was. 15 feet in front of me. That is truly amazing. Yeah, so it's about going quiet and listening and trusting. I didn't know I was going to save Theo's life that day just to be the divine vehicle to help him or Mm -hmm. Marianne's life. It was just when you feel that little pull in your heart center, it's like you go towards it. And my mother used to always say, I don't know what you're going to do next. It worried her. <laughs> she was my mother when I was little. I didn't know what I was going to do next either, but when I feel that tug in my heart center to phone somebody, to call somebody, to walk a different way home, I would, I would go that way. And I just consider it an adventure. You and I have to take a commercial break with the news at the bottom of the hour. Mary Ellen, please stand by. Explanation, Mary Ellen, the Angel Scribe is our guest this hour, www.angelscribe.com. This is the Exxon, a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. My name is Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Toll-free worldwide, 1-800-610-7035. Email exxon at exxonradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, exxonradiotv at hotmail.com. And our website, www.exxonradiotv.com. When I come back on the other side of the news, we're going to be talking to Mary Ellen about how to manifest miracles in your life. Don't go exonation. We'll be back after the news. The teacher wonders, but she doesn't ask. It's hard to see the pain 
The Exxon Radio Show is heard on radio broadcast affiliates worldwide, including AM 580 CFRA in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada, WPUL AM 1590 in Daytona Beach, Florida, KOHI AM 1610 in St. Helens, Oregon, KHRO AM 1150 in El Paso, Texas. And for more information on becoming a professional broadcast affiliate of the Exxon Radio Show, visit www.xzbn.net or call toll-free worldwide 1-800-610-7035 I was walking home from school cold winter day took a shortcut through the woods and I lost my way it was getting late and I was scared and alone but then a kind old man took my hand and led me home my mama couldn't see him Oh, but he was standing there And I knew in my heart He was the answer to my prayers Oh, I believe there are angels among us Sent down to us from somewhere up above They come to you and me in our darkest hours To show us how to live To teach us how to give To guide us with the light of love Exxon Nation, welcome back. My name is Rob McConnell and we're coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My special guest this hour is Mary Ellen, the angel scribe. Her website is www angelscribe.com Mary Ellen, how can members of the Exxon Nation living or listening to us around the world manifest miracles in their lives? Here's, um, you had read some steps earlier, but mm-hmm. I just want to simplify the language down so people can find it. The first is you need to ask to be a divine vehicle to have miracles work through you. You have to set the intention, and once you've done that, it's like stopping a roller coaster. They come one right after the other. And after you've asked to have miracles work through you, you need to show up. Like if a stray cat comes to your mm-hmm. door, you know, maybe somebody's looking for it, and if you take it to a shelter, they can find it. You know, or like one day I was driving down the street, and I saw a lady struggling, and I pulled my car over into the middle of the street and jumped out and ran over, and she was just needing help. She was a little old lady, and she couldn't breathe anymore, and there was nobody around to help her. You can, you look for miracles. You look to be part of it, and you expect them. Like my title of the book, Expect Miracles, says you expect them. It's a way of life for a lot of us, and I'm sure you live that way too, Rob. Well, I, I try to. 
I can tell it's in your heart. It's your heart that sets the intention. And I actually have a prayer um, that when I got really, really quiet, the angels wrote through me, and it says, where you stand, where you sit, raise your hands and arms towards the heavens and say, dear holy God, dear angels of light, I raise my energy, I open my hands, my arms, my heart to be an earth angel on earth. I need not see you, I need not hear you, to be guided to do your work and show your love on earth. Guide me to be a vehicle to answer others' prayers, to show that God and Spirit and the angels are everywhere. And we can all do it. A friend of mine did that. She said when she would read the stories and expect miracles, mm-hmm. her skin would expand with her soul till she felt she was going to pop. And she says, I don't want to have that happen to me. So she asked to be a vehicle that miracles work through her. Well, a half hour later, there's this knock on the door, and she opens it, and her neighbor falls into her arm and says, call 911, having a heart attack. And so they took care of the lady's elderly husband. They got her off uh, to the hospital. And at the end of, like, tumultuous days of taking care of this family, uh, my friend's husband said, ask to be a divine vehicle for miracles, but don't do it every day. He says, it's wearing me out. <laughs> so it can happen. It's, it's your intention. It's yeah. like, how does a housewife with no college degree get two books published and get her own newspaper column. I always thought if I got a newspaper column, it would be on angels and miracle stories because they're everywhere. But it ends up one day, I um, I felt our little local newspaper in Cottage Grove was failing, and if it failed, the heart of the city would go out. And mm-hmm. so I went to the publisher, and I had 27 reasons. Uh, this is what you're doing, but if this was done, this would be the result. And at the end of it, um, she had pointed to uh, pet stories and said, do this one. And I looked at it because I didn't go for a job. I just went to give them some guidance. And for now four years, I've been writing pet tips and tales. And it's a wonderful way to incorporate how kind people are. Instead of doing, you know, hometown hero, sure. you get to see how people rise up, how they take care of animals. Um in ways you wouldn't. You get to see who your neighbors are. I, I get a I get a very deep feeling that to you there's a special bond between humans and animals. Who anybody with an animal knows that. Oh, I know that. You know that. <laughs> but how do you explain it to someone who doesn't have an animal or, or to those people who I feel very sorry for who don't like animals? There's um, a gentleman in California who reads Pet Tips and Tales, and he's never had a pet. Mm-hmm. He never understands them. He said it would be like cat, dog, stove, chair of the table, you know, knife, fork. It fell in that category. And after he started reading Tips and Tales and saw the human qualities, an animal isn't dumb because it's stupid. It's dumb because it's mute and can't speak our language. Could you imagine what animals think of us? We probably come in their dumb category because we're not taking time to listen to them. Well, we've and, got we've got two dogs, Maddie and Nikita. And I'll tell you, they don't have to say anything. I can tell by their body language, the way they look at me, how their ears are, exactly what they're thinking. I believe that they're telepathic. Oh, I'm yeah, sure they are. We used to have to travel a, um, a ferry, mm-hmm. and um, we, we would never say anything. We wouldn't, some days you didn't have to pack. So we, we'd take our two silver Persians with us at the time, and um, they knew. They would disappear that morning, hours before we, um, we took off. 
It's like they always knew. It's like if you're going to take a cat or dog to the vet, they it's know. Like hiding. They <laughs> know. Yeah. They're telepathic. They sure. Hey, I want to encourage your um, listeners with a dream that I had. I had cancer. Just because you have miracles happen doesn't mean that life doesn't happen around you. Right. And uh, my sister had been diagnosed with cancer, um, and I went, uh-oh. I wonder what that lump in my breast is I've had for six months. And so the next day I found out I had cancer, too. And oh, my heavens. sister died six months later, you know, adding to my care. And I did the more holistic root uh, head surgery and then did chiropractic, mm-hmm. massage therapy, homeopathic remedies, Chinese medicine. But I was terrorized. It's like the earth opens up and you fall through. And I'm kind of going, where is my miracle now? And, but the thing, actually having my sister diagnosed was my miracle. Uh, but, so one night I went to bed and I said, dear angels, this is it. I don't need one of those crazy dreams where it's your house but not your house, you know. You're, you're traveling, but it's not your car, yeah. it's not your spouse. I don't need a crazy dream like that. I need one that tells me what to do and to calm me. And so um, I fell asleep. And then I had this dream that this um, gentleman, um, w- they were wearing lab coats. And I could tell I was in a hospital. And I could tell people were really sick. And, and we all had little things in our arm to take blood. And so when it was my turn, I walked to this pristine white table, and the lab technician said, oh, just a minute, um, before you, you're supposed to sit on it, sit on it, uh, he, I need to wipe up, and I looked down, there's a couple drops of blood from the previous person, he says, mm-hmm. I need to wipe up this acid first, meaning acid blood creates illness to get yourself alkaline. And then he's, he turned to me and he said, you need to eat tapioca pudding. I always thought tapioca pudding was uh, like sugary dessert, but you can make it without sugar. And But there's cultures in this world that exist on tapioca. Mm. And then somebody who does Ayurvedic medicine, after I shared the story, said that it alkalizes the system. Rob, I had no clue. And then the third thing was the lab technician turned to me because I'm a writer and I'm at the computer, you know, 12 hours a day. Yep. He said, that, he said, the trouble is you sit as if a monk cloistered in a cave. You need to walk. So hopefully people listening will know that there's hope. They can ask in their dreams for a clear message. They can eat tapioca, and they can survive. Speaking about dreams, can angels come to you and give you messages in your dreams? Well, that's what that's what they, I prayed to them, and then this was the dream. I've hmm. had um, angels come to me and see me, and... From the emails that come in through the Angel Scribe newsletter, people often, if you listen to your dream, I, mean, I listened to a dream. I had no idea where it was going. I ended up on Della's doorstep. The, I call this the tapioca dream from the angels. Oh, I see. Um, yeah, pay attention. And pay attention to the nudges, maybe on your shoulders or in your heart center. Um, angels aren't really in your brain. They're in your heart center. And, they're, and miracles that they help you manifest. You are the vehicle. God doesn't show up and go, hello, here's your miracle. We'd all freak out. If an angel came and stood in front of you in the computer and said, your story, your your um, show is going to grow tenfold in the next week, you'd freak out. But if you start getting little signs like 111 or mm-hmm. 444, over and over and over, those are signs that angels are close to you, that they're nudging you. How about pets and miracles? Do you have any stories that you can share with us? 
I sure do. Um, just recently, there was a lady that, uh, in Winnipeg, Canada, they're not allowed to have outside cats. They have to be indoor kitties. Mm-hmm. And so um, she saw a cat outside one day and thought that was unusual, and they were gardening. And so they put some food out for it, but they put it inside their kitchen thinking, if it's homeless, we'll keep it. But it ate the food and it disappeared. They finished gardening. They went in for the day. They went to bed. Three o'clock in the morning, meow, meow, meow. Like, let me in, let me in. I'm hungry. So they go out there and uh, they open the door and the cat marches in like he'd lived there forever. And she still had the kitty litter box she'd set up before. And she went and lied down in bed. And this stray cat, and this is the only time he has ever done this, he started at her feet and he walked straight up her body. And when he <laughs> hit her breast, she gave a yelp. She thought, what is that? And so... Um, she had just had an appointment from the doctor, and he had given her a clean bill of health. But she went back, and she found out she had breast cancer. Oh, my gosh. The cat detected it. This was a homeless cat. Oh, my gosh. So anyway, um, they took the cat to the Humane Society because it had a tattoo in its ear, and they mm-hmm. knew somebody would want this absolutely gorgeous cat. And um, because of the tattoo, they got a hold of the owner, and the owner said, I don't want my cat back. And so they got Sumo, <laughs> and he sleeps at the head of their bed like the little guardian angel, and he has never, ever walked up her body again. And she got a CAT scan. <laughs> Unbelievable. Do you have another yeah. story you can share with us? I sure do. Uh, my favorite, Sister Mary Julia, she ran Good Shepherd Shelter. It's since closed. But this elderly couple came one day, and they said their daughter had been in a horrific car accident and had died, and this was her cat, a big orange fluffy thing, and it hadn't acclimated to their home, and they couldn't take care of it anyway, so they submitted it to the shelter. It lived in the shelter for six years. Nobody could get near it. It wasn't friendly, and they moved the shelter three times, and uh, it was like um, like a trailer that they could pull on wheels, mm-hmm. and this cat always sat in a window and looked down the driveway. And one time they moved it somewhere and it wasn't situated, so they looked down the driveway and it complained and complained and complained until they brought in the crew and shifted the, the trailer. Well, six years later, there was um, Mother Superior was looking out her window and she saw a lady uh, drive up and then two crutches come out of the car and then step out slowly and very slowly walk into the uh, reception area she says, I've come to adopt a cat because I've heard wonderful things about your catering. Now, this woman could have adopted anywhere in her city, pet store, humane society, any of the five cities surrounding her city, but she drove all the way down to this um, shelter probably 40 minutes from town. Anyway, Mother Superior said to her, can you take care of a cat? And she said, I, I had one before my accident, and I miss it dearly. And... Um, I've come for another cat because, you know, I can take care of one. So they walked up the steps into the catering, and the lady took two steps in. And honest to God, Rob, that cat leaped off that windowsill where he had been looking down, hoping for six years. This story always gets me. And he threw himself at this lady and knocked her over onto her back, and she recognized it. Mother Superior was crying and concerned about the woman, and uh, that cat went home with its owner. Apparently, her parents lied when they brought the cat in and said she had died because she was hanging in limbo and had so many surgeries that she got her cat back. And I love that story because it just 
teaches you about hope and about love and about telepathic communication. She could have bought a cat anywhere else, but she went 45 minutes to the shelter where this cat was waiting. Mary Ellen, stand by. On that, we're going to take our final break for this hour. Exonation, Mary Ellen, the Angel Scribe, is our special guest. Her website is www.angelscribe.com. That's www.angelscribe.com. My name is Rob McConnell. This is the Exon coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the Talkstar Radio Network, Exxon Broadcast Network, UK High Definition Radio, Euro High Definition Radio, Star Cable, and Ustream TV. We'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with Mary Ellen, the Angel Scribe. Don't go away. I knew in my heart He was the answer to my prayers Oh, I believe there are angels among us What you're doing with a clown like me Is surely one life's little mystery So one 800 7035 toll-free worldwide. My email address is exxon at exxonradiotv.com on MSN Messenger, exxonradiotv at hotmail.com and our website, www.exxonradiotv.com. Mary Ellen, the Angel Scribe, is our guest for this hour, www.angelscribe.com. First of all, I want to thank you so much for joining us and for sharing your stories with us. And... Welcome. It's, um, I, I believe everyone in this world deserves miracles. I believe that the angels and, and those who have the ability to send angels to those who need them are, are put here on this planet for a very special reason. I believe we're all connected in one way or another. And I think that the ultimate goal of, of beings on this planet is to help one, uh, to, to help one another, to, to grow and so many people forget that we're all connected. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's your mission to teach people. And there's two quotes I live my life by, other than Pollyanna's uh, TV show. I love that one where mm-hmm. she changes the whole town through kindness. <laughs> but it's, uh, you may only be one person to the world, but you may be the world to one person. And the other quotes by Damian Brinkley, if God could not show up today and he sent you instead... What would you do? Oh, that is a heavy one. Because if you feel that and you see something, it's so interesting. Um, people say, oh, it's none of my business. Well, you know what? Maybe you were put there so you could be of assistance. Yep. They just 
proved on TV the other day. When somebody's in pain, if somebody holds their hand, the pain feels reduced, even though it's the same experimental level. Well, of course, and this is why this is why hospitals are, are actually getting back into therapeutic touch with the nurses and, and, and the staff because it is so important for people to realize that they are not alone. And the other thing is, instead of going, where's my miracle? It's all about me, 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 mm-hmm. like you're an opera singer. Yep. What about if you become that special person to somebody else? Ask for the miracles to move through you. So when you get to the point like where I was with the cancer, <laughs> asking the angels, yep. I was pretty much you know, tuned into them at that point, even through the fear. And children can have miracles. One of my very favorite stories out of Expect Miracles is about... Um, some Marines who were coming back for camp. Uh, We've got about time. 30 seconds. Oh, well, the little boys wanted hamburgers. The mm-hmm. Marines overheard it. They gave the little boy cheeseburgers, and the boys were ecstatic, and they were five-year-old twins. Oh, gosh. So even children can have happy stories. Mary Ellen, thank you very much for joining us. Great pleasure talking to you. I wish you much success. Mind you, I, I believe you're going to have miracles <laughs> for the rest of your life because you give miracles to others. Thanks very much for joining us. Uh, quickly, give our listeners your website one more time. Angelscribe.com, and they can sign up for both newsletters, The Angels and Miracles, and the wonderful, inspirational pet tips and tales, too. Mary Ellen, take care of yourself. Have a safe trip. Thanks, Look forward to talking to you again in the future. Good night now. Mary Ellen has been our guest, Exonation, www.angelscribe.com. I'll be back on the other side of the news as we continue from our studios in beautiful Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My name is Rob McConnell. Don't go away.